Hey everyone, welcome to Thinking Transportation, conversations about how we get ourselves and the stuff we need from one place to another. I'm Bernie Fetty with the Texas A&M Transportation Institute. Americans are living longer, a lot longer, than they were a few decades ago. The U.S. Census Bureau predicts that the population segment over the age of 80 will grow to more than 30 million by 2050. That's more than triple what it was 10 years ago. As that number increases, so too will the number of senior drivers. Drivers over the age of 80 constitute the fastest growing population group on our roadways. And at the same time, they are overrepresented in crashes that cause death or serious injury. To help us understand this issue and what we might be able to do about it, we welcome Myung Hoon Ko, a research engineer with TTI. Myung is an expert in the challenges faced by what we refer to as vulnerable road users. In this case, we're talking specifically about older drivers. Myung, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share my knowledge and experience. And how long have you been working on building that knowledge? How many years have you been at this? I started my job at TTI in 2008, traffic safety or crash modeling. I see. So what we're talking about today, the number of older drivers on the road is increasing across the United States. And we expect that pattern to continue, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. At the same time, we know that drivers over the age of 80 are more likely than other drivers to be in serious or fatal crashes. We know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please explain a little more. What else do you know and what else do you hope to learn through the research that you're doing? So I would like to share some background for this safety research regarding old uh, roadway user. About 10 years ago, Japan experienced kind of aging problem. Last year, I looked at the statistics. The older aging population, that means age 65 years old and older, account 30% of the total population in Japan. In United States, at that time, 10 years ago, is about 13%. 13% 10 years ago? Okay. I look at the U.S. census data. The aging population's rate was still low, but maybe 30 or 40 years later, the proportion will be increased significantly. So U.S. census expected about 22% of total populations are older in 2030. Okay. When we talk about older drivers, there's honestly a a part of my thinking that goes to the other end of the age spectrum, to novice drivers, teenagers, who are also at very, very high risk for a variety of reasons. But that's partly due to their brain development. And then much older drivers, those at the other end of that age spectrum, They also face cognitive challenges. We know that young drivers get better as they get more experience, so we know that their driving skills improve as they get into their late 20s and 30s. So we know 
at what point to expect them, just in terms of their age, to become better. Do you also have a sense of how old we are when those same skills begin to decline? Okay. Prior to answering your questions, may I ask a question to you, Barney? Sure. May I ask your age? Yes, my age is 63. Okay, you're okay. still young, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. When did you get your first driver license? 16. I was 16 years old. 16. You have so much experience in driving. Did you feel any changes in your driving skills or any body changes with aging? No, I would have to say that I haven't noticed anything no awesome yeah you are still young before answering your questions about the cognitive development changes with aging i would like to specify the two definitions or justifications what i learned my previous studies and the research okay okay number one is aging is not a risk factor because it is clear that aging can limit in visual, cognitive, and physical functions. Okay. So all the drivers are more likely to drive in the daytime and try to minimize or reduce the unnecessary driving. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to reduce the risk of crashes on roadway due to their limitations. So we can say old roadway user is a much safer roadway user than other age groups. I see. Because, okay. Because they are less likely to be involved in situations like speeding and okay. violations like red light running or being rushed or drunken driving. So they are less likely to be involved in those risk situations. I see. So again, lesson number one is aging is not a risk factor. Okay. And lesson number two, discrepancy is a risk factor. Discrepancy means is a difference among the drivers. There is some expressions used in transportation engineering. So that is the perception and reaction time. It defines the interval between the time where something is perceived on roadway mm -hmm. and the time it takes to respond to something. Okay. In the Average perception and the reaction time of a general population is less than one second. Average of 0.6 seconds. So it is very quick. And that's when, when you consider the entire population? Yes. Okay. But when I see the some spectrum of the perception and the reaction time, some people take up to 2.5 seconds. Right. So we can say that some aging persons or older persons need more time to respond to something on the roadway. Right. So most of the time, it doesn't make any conflict among the drivers. 
But in some situation, like, you know, the very quick person meet the very slow person, it is high likely to be conflicted or have crashes. I see. Okay. Yeah. This kind of discrepancies among the drivers can be risk factors on roadways. So we can say aging can limit personal cognitive, visual, and physical functions. In the United States, more aging persons on the roadway now. So we can assume more likely to have crashes involving old roadway users now, mm-hmm. right? Right. What I hear you saying in that rule one and rule two, or lesson one and lesson two, is that mm-hmm. age in and of itself is not a risk factor. Yes, sir. Yeah. However, things that happen to us as a result of aging are considered to be risk factors. Things like yes. the slower response time. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. As you were explaining that, and as you were mentioning how older drivers are more likely to drive, if not exclusively, then more often during the daytime than at nighttime. And you had asked me earlier if I had felt any changes in my driving skills as I have aged. Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned that daytime factor, it did remind me that in recent years, I have just come to prefer Mm -hmm. to limit my driving at night just because I know that I'm Mm -hmm. less comfortable. I feel a tiny bit less confident simply because of how all of us perhaps have changes in our depth perception Mm -hmm. in dark conditions versus light conditions. So Mm -hmm. that then would fall under the category of a risk factor as you have described it? Yes. So I mentioned about the discrepancy among the drivers can be a risk factor. Let me explain about the discrepancies among the drivers using the crash statistics. Okay, please do. For the crashes involving younger drivers, younger driver means 16 years old and 79 years old. I look at the crash data. And okay. there's two types of crashes. So one is a multi-vehicle involved crashes. That means two or more vehicles involved in one crash. And mm-hmm. another type is single vehicle crashes. So only one vehicle involved in crashes. So a typical crash type will be the roadway departure crashes. Just to run off the road? Yes, exactly. Okay. So I look at the crash data. For the younger driver involved crashes, single vehicle crashes account about the 40 or 45 percent of total crashes. Okay. However, the crashes involving 80 years old and older, multi vehicles accounted for almost 90 percent of total crashes. That means nine out of 10 multi-vehicle crashes for the older driver involved crashes. Mm. Does it make sense? Yes, I understand what you're saying, but I'm curious about why. Why? Because there is much discrepancy for older drivers. So they run their vehicles with slower speed 
and they need more time to respond to something on the roadway. I see. Yeah. So my team conducted some educational activities at the senior centers. And after the educational activities, we collected their feedback or comments on the general issues in transportation. Mm -hmm. Many seniors think this education also should be done for the other drivers. Because sometimes they feel the senior drivers are threatened or being aggressive by other drivers. Hmm. So you and I are having this conversation about the whole concept of aging drivers experiencing more problems and consequently being classified as, I think you refer to them, a vulnerable user group. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, these older drivers that you and I are talking about, once you sit down and talk to them, they talk about us. They talk about Mm -hmm. the rest of the driving population causing problems for them, which is, Mm -hmm. I find that very interesting. I'm wondering how much of this problem that we're discussing is a function of aging, things Mm -hmm. like reaction time and physical limitations that we've been talking about. And how much of the problem is tied to other factors, such as changes in our driving environment Mm -hmm. or changes in the technology of newer Mm -hmm. cars? Can you share any insights that you have on that point? Okay. When I look at the crash data and compare the younger driver and the older driver, older drivers are a little bit more likely to be involved with crashes at intersections intersections and younger okay. drivers yeah mm-hmm. i think the reason is nowadays the intersections are getting more complicated right mm. so okay. we installed more traffic signals to control the vehicle maneuver and we try to accommodate the various roadway users like the bike lane or moped or we installed more signals for the pedestrian controls too. Also the congestion. Before COVID, we experienced high congestions on the roadway, right? So these kind of factors like intersections, roadways more complicated and the congestion can be a risk factor to the older drivers. And when we talk about some auto technologies or in-vehicle technologies, it will be some countermeasures or treatment for the senior drivers or the drivers. Because when we discuss the in-vehicle technologies, it's going to be lane-keeping assistance, right? Mm -hmm. And blind spot detection and adaptive cruise controls and the forward collision warning systems. Yes. And cross-traffic alert system, something like that. Okay. Those in-vehicle technologies, I think, will be more beneficial for the senior drivers than other drivers because they can give more warning before the collisions, right? So, again, as I told you, senior drivers more exposed to the multi-vehicle crashes and more exposed to the crashes with the pedestrians and conflict with other roadway users can be prevented by using those in-vehicle technologies. Mm, Okay. 
So I was wondering if some of those more complex and extensive in-vehicle technologies might actually create an obstacle of sorts for older drivers mm-hmm. who, yes. who mm-hmm. would have to become comfortable with those. So you see them as being beneficial to the older drivers, but are the older drivers comfortable with those? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Based on the crash analysis or safety assessment, drivers' inattentions, you know, using cell phones while driving mm-hmm. or distractions is not that serious a risk factor compared to the younger drivers. I see. Okay. So, but the more risk factors for the senior drivers is the failure to yield the right of way to other roadway users. More senior driver involved crashes relate to those kind of risk factors. Okay. So, in-vehicle technologies like cell phone use are more likely to be a risk factor for the younger drivers, you said, than for the older drivers? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, your work presumes that these older drivers are going to be a reality on the road, and you're trying to learn ways, develop ways to make those drivers as safe as possible, not Mm -hmm. the question of how to restrict their driving or remove them from the roadways. Yeah, as long as they can maintain driving abilities on the roadway. Right. This is not a new problem. We've known for many years that this is a high-risk group. What would you say that you and your colleagues understand about this issue now that perhaps you didn't know 10 years ago? When I started my process, I thought about this research idea and tried to make the roadway safer. At that time, the senior drivers or or older roadway users are not a serious issue. But I expected a proportion of the senior drivers getting higher in the United States more senior drivers on the roadway. So in that case, we have more serious issues in future, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But at that time, I approach is kind of age or aging, it was a risk factor. Ah, okay. But when I do some research project and we try to get the feedback from the seniors, my team and I realized Aging is not a risk factor. It's the things that happen to us Yes, mm-hmm. that coincide with aging. Yes. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. I'm also curious about what you think the next immediate needs are in this particular research field. If you were to win a really big research grant tomorrow, let's say a million dollars, how would you use it? What might you explore in more depth than you have been able to do up to this point? That's a great question. <laughs> if I get some research fund. Yeah, sky's so, the limit. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So I'm trying to educate all roadway users about these aging issues or all the driver's safety. I'm still young. I'm 50 years old, but I think I'm still young. So when I see slow vehicles ahead of me, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to pass over that car and I'm trying to look at the vehicles ahead of cars. So yeah, I can see it's kind of a senior driver in there. Those 
senior drivers can be my father or my mother or my sister. We need to understand their driving behavior. If we can understand each person's situation, and if we can understand and we can communicate more with other roadway users, I think we can minimize some conflict on the roadway, right? Mm. You know, the aging population in Japan is very serious issues, especially on the roadway. In Japan, the driver is older than certain age. They distribute the yellow dot sticker or bumper sticker. So, it's so the, there's a mark on the car? Yes. <laughs> okay. You know, the more easily communicate with other drivers and the better their understanding my driving behavior. And I think it may work in the United States too. Something like you can see some window sticker sometimes, baby on board or something like yes. that. So, student driver, please be patient. Yeah. Yes. So those kind of communications with the window decal or bumper stickers can minimize or reduce unnecessary conflict on the roadway. Right. Aggressive right. driving, something like that. If I have some fund to the research or project, I wanted to develop the communication tool for the older drivers and other drivers. I have been working for the safety of old roadway users since 2018. From the multi-year project, we developed education materials based on the research reviews and the crash analysis or safety assessment. And we visit the senior centers in the communities that experience high number of crashes involving older drivers. Mm-hmm. And we develop many education materials. And we would like to share all the roadway users, especially all the drivers. We posted all the materials at TTI web pages. So mm-hmm. just search Google and type with TTI senior driver safety. You can access the TTI web pages. And at the web page, we posted all education materials, brochures, or the video, or some game activities to educate the senior drivers, safety messages. Yeah, please feel free to reach out the webpage and have some time to review our education materials. I'd like to wrap up with a question that I like to ask each of our guests. What is it that inspires you to come to work every day? My my children, my kids, yeah. Your children, okay. Yes. It's my personal thought. Parents is kind of the big example to the children. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, my children show some bad behavior or bad activities or attitude. So sometimes I should admit that that's behavior or bad attitudes from me. I think I could be a mirror to my children. You're setting an example? Yeah try to show some good example to my children. So I try to work more hard and try to support them. And I'm the immigrant. 
my family is only family in the United States. Mm. So we are very tied together closely. Yeah. So yeah, but unfortunately, my wife passed away two and a half years ago. So sorry. My, uh, myself, you thank you. Yeah, myself and my children are the only people in the United States. So we stay close. So right. I'm trying to be a mom and dad to my children. So my top priority is my children. Yeah. Very good. It's inspiring. We have been visiting with Myung-Hoon Ko, a research engineer with TTI. Myung, it's clearly a very challenging problem that you're working on and along with the other problems that you're working to resolve. Thank you so much for helping us understand it a little better. Thank you so much, Barney. It's a fact of life. As we grow older, we face increased challenges with certain activities. Our physical agility may become compromised. Our skills may become a bit dulled. And our reaction times may grow longer. Those realities, in the context of driving, could lead to outcomes that are frightening at best and deadly at worst. Thanks for listening. Please take just a minute to give us a review, subscribe, and share this episode. And please join us next time for another conversation about getting ourselves and the stuff we need from point A to point B. Thinking Transportation is a production of the Texas A&M Transportation Institute, a member of the Texas A&M University System. The show is edited and produced by Chris Porto. I'm your writer and host, Bernie Fetty. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.